Traveling through an airport can be stressful and expensive. Movies and TV shows always show airport lounges exclusively for business and first-class travelers, but we're here to tell you it doesn't have to be that way. Today we're unveiling the mythical airport lounge experience and letting you know if it's really worth it and maybe more importantly, how to get in. Welcome to the Travel More Podcast. Each episode, we share custom itineraries, travel hacks, expert advice, and even stories of our past travel failures to help you level up your travel. I'm Shelly, a lover of plans, itineraries, and cheap flights. I'm an expert deal finder with one eye always on the budget. And I'm Bruce, the improviser, ready to pick up where plans fail to turn letdowns into unexpected trip favorites. We're here to bust through barriers that stop you from making your travel dreams a reality. So book that flight, buy the tickets, and say hello to your next adventure. This is the Travel More Podcast. Welcome back to the Travel More Podcast. Summer School, Episode 3. So today we're talking all about airport lounges. It's actually a question I've been asked like quite often of people, like, are they worth it and things right. like that. So I figured, why not break it down now? Before we get into airport lounges, we'd like to thank yet another sponsor, Woo-hoo. and it's a treat today because we have another Bruce. <laughs> you don't hear Bruce very often. So no, you don't. It's very exciting. So thank you, Bruce number two, for supporting the podcast. Thanks for buying us a coffee. <laughs> yes, down at our link in our support the show. So again, that just helps us bring these episodes, which we absolutely love to do, but do cost some money. So thank you so much for supporting us in that way. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> So back to airport lounges. So airport lounges, they're not all created equally, but we've been to some great ones and some not so great ones too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, just like anything in an airport, <laughs> you're going to get some things that not so bad and some others that you're just like, I can't believe this even exists here. Um, but you know, even with the not so great ones, I think they all beat sitting at your gate. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know that there's ever been a lounge we've been in that is worse than just sitting around the airport. Yeah, that we've like actually regretted going to. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always better. Yeah, so. I mean, because honestly, airport lounges, even the worst ones, are going to come with things like snacks, um, sodas, coffee, tea. And bathrooms that are really close by, usually a little bit nicer. Yeah. And really easy charging stations. I was going to say That's better seating. One. Oh, yeah. Um, just a lot. Well, not always less crowded because there are have been some times when oh, it's man. been real crowded. Definitely. It depends on when where you are, too, and when. Yeah, but typically it's going to be less crowded and kind of give you more space to kind of just be with those like free snacks, which we all know well, things in airports just cost that's what I was going to say. Like, not, not only is everything more expensive, but even if the snacks are like, eh, whatever, you're getting you know easy access to water. And most importantly, it's the space and like charging. Like how many people go to an airport and just need a spot to kick up and get your laptop out or use your phone? So oh, I have felt so cool in a lounge doing some work for uh, my travel business. It just feels <laughs> like so, um, not even serendipitous, but just like it's like full circle. It's like, yes, in my airport lounge eating my pastel de nata in Portugal. It's <laughs> that a great was feeling. Yeah, great that was feeling. pretty cool. Um, but I will say, you know, speaking back on like airport prices too, I we were in an airport lounge this summer and I went to go before we went to the lounge because sometimes they have a wait, which we'll get into a little later. So this one had a wait and so we were waiting and I went in to go see how much like a pack of Cheez-Its, that's like my guilty pleasure food is Cheez-Its. They were like $12. <laughs> Or like a little bag of cheese. This had to have been Doha. Right? No, no, this, no. this was like in uh, somewhere in the United States because we didn't. I guess we did go to Doha last summer, but this was like 
JFK? Maybe it's oh, actually, I maybe it was Gatwick. But anyways, it doesn't matter. The point is, yeah. it was stupid expensive. Like you could buy like three boxes of Cheez-Its for the same price. And I was <laughs> like, I would just you. wait for the lounge. So lounges not only are cool, but they can save you a good amount of money if you do it right. For sure. Not only that, even, you know, food is nice, but there are also some cool amenities that obviously you can't get in other places. So we've been to more rural airports that don't have like free Wi-Fi or air conditioning. Well, yeah, I mean, talking about going to Africa in particular. Both Uganda and Rwanda had airport lounges, very small airports, but they still had a lounge and we still got in. um, And it was like literally the only place with air conditioning. So we were very happy to be in the lounge in that place. Um, Doha, they have showers. Yeah, Doha kicks it up a notch, but that's a much newer airport. Well, and Dubai has beds. So, you know, it it can be really nice, more than just like, a nice amenity but actually like one that will completely change your travel experience like something you can almost look forward to when you have a longer wait or whatever so it's not just yeah it's some of them are really nice yeah it'll definitely change the way you look at layovers right or getting to the airport two hours early it won't feel like such a chore right yeah no i think it it, it can change the whole experience of flying 100 yeah, percent. so we think they're 100 percent worth it so how do you get into these yeah, how do you lounges? get in and like because i think the question people ask is really though because i'm not spending you know mm-hmm. the, the cost to get in for that one time and well we're here to tell you that there's a lot of ways to get in um the first one is just to buy a day pass which this is not necessarily what we would suggest but sometimes it's worth it it will cost you typically 30 to 80 dollars per person and it will usually come with a time limit so it won't be just that you can sit there for eight hours usually about three hours is where they um cut it off so in that case it's probably not worth it unless they have a bed or a shower that you really want or you're traveling alone and want extra space um and you can also buy like a pack of passes through priority pass but we're gonna talk more on that that soon because that's not the best way to get priority pass either so, you know, the, the day pass is probably the easiest, most straightforward, but probably the most expensive way to get in. And that's when you do start to think maybe it's not worth it. Yeah, I think that's us. when most people just say, I'll suffer. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, exactly. I'll, deal, I'll deal without it. I'll get my $12 Cheez-Its. <laughs> still cheaper than 50 bucks a person, you know, so I understand that. So uh, a second way, though, is you can get you can enter any lounge because of your plane ticket. So business or first-class travelers not only have access to their airlines lo- airlines lounge, but also their alliances lounge as well. So we'll talk more about alliances later in the summer school series, but you can easily look these up if you come across it on your airline ticket. So if you are a business or first-class passenger, it might be worth it to see if you're flying Lufthansa, for example, to see which alliance they're in and if any of those alliances have um, airport lounges, because you'll most likely be allowed in those as well. Yeah, it's essentially reciprocity. Yeah. Like they all kind of belong to the same group, so you can get in. Yeah. Number three, um, status in an airline can get you entry into lounges. And do not tune us out because you're like, okay, these don't apply, these don't apply, these don't apply. I promise you (laughs) the last one is the best one. So don't tune out yet. But if you have status in an airline, we talked about status and what that means in our last episode. Um, Status can either be obtained because of frequent flyer miles or or because of certain co-branded credit cards. Like having the Amex Sky Miles card will get you access to Delta lounges plus two guest passes a year. So things like that can get you into the lounges. But the very best way, I think. Oh, the best one. And I get to <laughs> introduce it. So I think our favorite way and the way that we've generally gone into airport lounges has been through premium credit cards, which have given us access to different types of lounges. Yeah. So this really comes out as just a benefit of having these cards. 
Um, and pretty much all the premium ones, like Capital One, Chase, and Amex, give you access to Priority Pass launches for free. So we mentioned Priority Pass before, and you can buy it. I think it's about $100 a year, but then you pay $32 per visit, so not a great deal. But you get Priority Pass Unlimited for free with the top cards in each Capital One Amex Chase. So that would be Amex Platinum, uh, Chase Reserve, and Venture X cards. All of those come with a hefty annual fee, but... They do also come with this. This is one of the many perks that all of those cards come with. And don't forget, when we talk about those credit cards, which we have and we will continue in some of our episodes, Mm -hmm. that annual fee really becomes a net zero, if not a benefit, if you are using all the benefits that come with it. And this is a really great one, we think. Yeah. Um, So Chase Reserve gives you access to Priority Pass, who we just mentioned, plus Priority Pass restaurant credits, which it is now the only card that gives you that, which essentially means that you get money to certain restaurants in the airport, which might be even cooler than the... That one, yeah, that one (laughs) was really fun, um, because when we flew out of JFK, I think, in Terminal 8... Oh, that's I, good. I don't re- even remember the, the terminal. Reason I, the reason I'm remembering <laughs> is because it's important to know when you go to an airport, not every terminal has a lounge. That's true. And sometimes you might, you know, you might actually take the trip to go to a terminal to sit if you're there long enough. We have absolutely done that. And we have definitely <laughs> done that. Um, but I think in JFK, we ate at a restaurant. There was like a really good steakhouse and we used our credit and that it was, was awesome. It's $28 per person. So, I mean, you can get a pretty nice meal depending on where you are for $28 yeah, we, per we person. Yeah, did, we did even well. Even in an airport. And I was going to say even in an airport because it was a JFK and it was a nice restaurant. But you're, it's a little more expensive just because you're in the airport. Yeah. So the credit was super nice to have. But now only the Chase Reserve comes with that. Um, and then there is a new Chase Lounge in Boston, which, of course, you get unlimited access if you have that reserve card. So pretty cool. The Capital One card, which is, of course, our favorite one, has Priority Pass as well, Plaza Premium Lounge Access, and access to their Capital One lounges, which right now is only in DFW, but there's going to be more coming. And Amex has Priority Pass, Plaza Premium, Delta Sky Miles, Escape, and Centurion lounges. They have the biggest lounge network, but it also comes with the highest price tag. And you also have to watch for guest access on the Amex card because not all of those come with free guests. I know free guests come with a Capital One, I believe, as well with the Chase Reserve. But watch Amex because they get a little sneaky with their guests. Watch for those little fine print there. And I I don't know, I can't remember if we've mentioned this yet, but also know that sometimes when you see these lounges that accept um, like a premium um, priority pass, they don't always, if there's times of like high peak volume or traffic, sometimes they only accept certain people into that. So there That is a very good point. An occasional, I don't know that we've... We, I think we've experienced this once so far mm-hmm. where I think for whatever reason, it was a high traffic time. They weren't accepting priority pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what, though? I don't know if we've actually been 100% turned away. We've been put on a waiting list a that couple of be, times. Yes. Um, but one time we were putting on a wait, we were put on a waiting list, went over to the other lounge and got in no problem. That's what it was. So, That's, yeah, yeah, I'm remembering now. Yeah, that was also JFK. We've been put on a couple of times in Orlando because obviously Orlando is a pretty busy it, it's airport. It's busy. There's a lot of people. But <laughs> yeah. even when we've been on the waiting list, it wasn't that bad because most people are kind of going in and you know they have a flight to catch. Yeah, <laughs> so right. It's not like you're staying <laughs> there all day. forever. So just know that those are some caveats you got to think about. Yeah, for sure. Um, so of course, like most episodes this summer, we suggest getting your feet wet in the travel hacking world because they can get you some great fringe benefits. And while we wouldn't get those cards just for lounge access, it is nice to have that on the side. 
So again, if you've had any experience with this or some successes or even failures, we'd love to hear from you. And one way to do that is to join our new exclusive Facebook group where we share tips and tricks and ask questions to fellow travelers. And we all try to help make our travel dreams a reality. So check out the show notes and find the link. And join us next week where we look over how TSA PreCheck and Global Entry stack up against each other and which one you should get for your next trip. See you next time. Bye. Did you know that every time you book a Disney or Universal vacation, you're paying for a service that you may not even be using? Really? That's right. Travel agent costs are added to your Disney or Universal vacation, whether you use one or not. So you're telling me that I'm paying for something even though I'm not getting the help? You got it. So next time you want to book a theme park vacation, make your money work for you. By booking with Magic Pass Travel, you'll get our expertise and years of experience without paying any extra and while supporting a small business. Check out our show notes to find our contact information. Can't wait to help you plan your next adventure.